What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Uncut Sheet. We are here post-national, and this is Alex, the sports card stallion. I'm flanked by none other than the loudest mouth, east of the Mississippi. What up, everybody? It's your boy, Fat Snacks, a.k.a. Jordan. I am here today with my beautiful host, Alex, and I can't wait. Yes, I said beautiful. You heard me. Dang, you racking up the brownie points right now. That's right. Got to kiss a little ass after the national, but no, no, no. Um, we are doing a national recap episode for you guys. So no guest, just me and Alex, but we thought we wanted to talk about kind of our experience. I mean, it was an amazing show. A lot of things happen. Let's just start off with a bang. Alex, what's the first topic? The first topic is I got to give a little love to our sponsor alt.xyz real quick. We got to pay some bills, right, Jordan? That's right. Alt XYZ. What a freaking booth, man. I mean, you had all the monster cars, the curry or cards, the curry logo man, the Allen logo man, the Giannis logo man. I mean, they even flexed in their booths, hundred dollar bills laying around the <laughs> cards. Like, come on. Okay, y'all. We see what you're doing. The loan program was a smash hit from the people we talked to, including Eric and others. Um, no cap. No cap. Yeah, no cap <laughs> on a whole stack. That's for our younger audience. Yeah. <laughs> but no, uh, yeah, the booth was amazing. Um, really great presence. Uh, I saw a lot of people trading and transacting, using it as kind of a safe space, which was really cool. On top of all the amazing cards, I mean, some stuff we didn't even go over. I mean, I saw, I think it was a 2018 or 2019 last Kobe playing year, one-on-one yeah. prism, like just once-in-a-lifetime type of grails you get to see. On top of they were consigning and getting people to, you know, auction and the lending program, which again was a smash hit. I just, yeah, those were my quick thoughts on it, but what a booth. How about you, Alex? What did you think of it? Yeah, I did not know that they had the Josh Allen Shield, that card. I mean, me being an RPA guy in football, like that card was pretty sweet to see. Um, so we got some video of that, the Curry, the Giannis logo mans. Um, and literally, like if you weren't there, there was a big security guy that was sitting right next to those logo mans. You like, saw Debo? That dude was a big yeah. boy. Yeah. And, and armed and everything. Yeah. They were they were very serious and for good reason, right? I mean, we're talking multiple million dollar cards here um that are just real showstoppers so i thought that was great i enjoyed myself to probably an entire bowl of alt mints that were at the table <laughs> shout out to all best mints in the game best mints at the national boom bar none but we got to talk to some some great people over at alt chris callahan eric myers a lot of people, though, I'll tell you, man, we went over there. They're very busy. They're getting things done. So I think all probably yeah. had an amazing uh, national and successful national. They were definitely one of the big talks of uh, Forest Booths, the corporate booths. So good good on Alt and still lovely to uh, have you guys as our sponsor. We definitely appreciate you. Yeah, absolutely love you. Shout out to Alt. <clears throat> oh, and also, since we're on the topic of Alt, <laughs> that uh, – that, Billman's company, GM10. Billman, we had a on here, Matthew Billman. He was a previous guest. He uh, he is the CEO of GM10, which is a, a social platform of bringing all things uh, into one uh, with the hobby. 
Well, they had some great, uh, I guess we could call them quote unquote interviews where they would go up to a guest, hype them up, tell them what they were going to talk about. And then Billman would say three, two, one. And uh, one of their guys, I forget what his name is. I suck. I've met him so many times would go up to like, say Eric. So Eric was one of them. He'd go up to Eric and it'd be like three, two, one. And then Eric would look at him waiting for questions, waiting for something. And the guy just sat there with his phone like this, kind of like balking like a pitcher would, you know, balking like a pitcher. Oh, you got it right here. You're going to pull it yeah, up real quick for the audio, but some of our visual What audio, there is no audio. <laughs> Oh, no, there will be audio. I know. No. Go ahead. Here you go. Can you hear? Oh. <laughs> Eric's face is like, what the heck's going on? Is he going to ask me a question? What's going on? Shout out to Eric, man. I mean, this clip is legendary. Pretty much for everyone who can't see, we're going to cut it up and you'll probably get to see a clip of it. But man, how freaking funny. Eric is getting interviewed by one of our good friends at GM10. And like you said, he pretty much goes, our buddy counts down three, two, one. He goes, and when he goes, he goes, and hands off the mic to the interviewee, but doesn't say anything. Nothing. And it's supposed to be a prank, like a goofball style prank, like, you know? And Eric just fell for the bait so hard. It is so freaking funny. Absolutely hilarious. And he's like, what's going on? Cut, like, is he yeah. supposed to be asking me yeah. questions? And Eric yeah. is just like, is this guy special? What's going on? It's so funny, man. Oh, yeah. you. It's funny because you look like, it seemed like everybody was a good sport, but when stuff like that essentially goes wrong in the interviewee's uh, head, you really learn a lot about people, right? Like how good of a sport they can be if they know they're being pranked. And uh, that, that is a good segment. So props to GM10 for uh, for putting that on. Nice, nice light, nice, uh, nice funnies you bring into the hobby. 100%. But we'll move on here down the list. Um Jordan and I were able to secure a spot on uh, the David Adams podcast, The Chase, which is uh, hosted by Troy LeCastro and David Yeager, Yarger, I'm sorry. Um, and that was uh, pretty cool, man. They're, they had a monster booth there with a whole production setup and everything. I think we kind of felt like big time uh, at the time, didn't we, Jordan? It was pretty special. I mean, shout out to those guys. I mean... They said they did over 50, I think, podcasts or something. Yeah. It was, some, it was an, you'll hear it during our interview with the, an incredible number of people. Um, we were the very tail end. They still gave us full attention, full yeah. energy, great questions. We had a blast. There's some golden moments and stories. So definitely check that out on their side. Um, but yeah, it was really cool to see how the other spectrum, as we're just starting and they are kind of, you know, at the peak and really got in their groove, like to see their setup and how they handle things and kind of just get to talk to other people about like, again, the process of podcasting. Cause so many people just think it's turn on a mic, go, we're ready. And that's it. And it really is a lot more than that. Uh, yeah. It was cool to talk with them and shout out to those guys. 
did an amazing job, had a blast. I think me and you need to go on more podcasts, talk to people, kind of share stories and stuff. But yeah, that was a blast and it was an honor for them to have us two schmucks on. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I think the way to look at it is, man, we should all try to help each other. I wouldn't even look at it as competition because dude, it, I mean, this is such a little industry and we want to grow the industry for one and two, like if you don't know it all, like they may not know it all. We may not know it all, but the things that I had already learned from just that show and talking to those two, like are just so invaluable. So I give them props. And by the way, as soon as they got home, Dude, they had their show going because they do their live show every day. They had their live show going, I think, Monday or Tuesday. They were on it. So not much time off. Those are true, true Iron Men of the podcast portion of this hobby, and I give them mad, mad props. So 100%. Shout out to both of them. Yes, sir. Oh, and by the way, our first episode, if you remember, Jordan, was? Oh, yes, yes. Kunal. It was Kunal from Beckett CEO. The Beckett CEO, Kunal Chopra, and the Chase, David Adams podcast. Their very first episode was with Kunal. What are the odds? That's like a lottery <laughs> ticket, dude. We're just shooting the crap during the podcast, and we go, what's your first interview? And then they ask us the same. We're like, wait, what? We both had Kunal as our first? Like, what are the odds? Like, such a small world. And, like, you were talking, like, me and you brought this up way before, uh, what a weird, like, because it was such a small window, you know, like to have Very. him, he wasn't the CEO that long and he came in and came out. Shout out to him. No disrespect. But uh, huh. yeah, it was just a, it was just a short segment. So to have us both be able to interview him as our first is kind of funny. He popped our cherries, as some might say. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. A shout out to Kanal. That is uh, awesome that he chose those two. Those two podcasts out of everywhere he could have went. Yeah, and shout out to the Chase because again, amazing people hosted us very well, treated us amazing. Um, can't wait to talk to them and see what's in the future. Yeah, if you get the chance, uh, me and Jordan, we actually promote or created a promo specifically for that show. We don't know when it's going to be released, but I'm going to go ahead and just upload the promo now, tag them in it. So go check it out. You get a good laugh out of it, that's for sure. We'll just say that. Alex doesn't miss. Let's just say this. This guy is a clip guru. So, Let's you go. know, people don't go poaching him. I need this guy to be on my team. Stay away. You know, he's got a lot of offers in those DMs. Back the F up. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to uh, recapping the national, the layout. Yes. Uh, what are your thoughts, Jordan, about the layout? And, and just, I guess the national. So overall? For me, I wanted to go over it because. You weren't there during the 2021 national and I was. So anyone who's been to the Donald E. Sagan Convention Center, um, you knew if you went in 2021, it was only the left-hand side. Corporate and dealers were mixed, like completely mixed in 20. Well, this year in 2023, as you saw, Alex, it was a whole different beast. And so for you to be able to see what it was this year, it's kind of funny because you don't even know what it used to be. But, I mean, just describe for the audience, like, this show is absolutely massive. Like, bigger than a football stadium. I'm Like, it's, un it's just unbelievable. Um, I am biased. I think the Chicago Convention Center is amazing. I think there's so many fun places to eat, drink party gamble have fun go relax at your hotel if you want to 
there's just everything and above. So I'm biased. I think it's an amazing place to host the national. But overall, the layout and the way they did corporate kind of on one side, dealers on the other, mixed in with some of the mega corps. So like DA card, uh, like eBay or like whoever, you know, like the guys over like on that side. I just think they did such a good job. Shout out to Ray Schulte. We definitely need to get him on. Um, yeah. I just think the way he did it was amazing. Yeah, apparently they just hired a new team, basically. They hired a new squad to help out for next year. And they're just going to try and bring this thing to the next level. So it's like they got it down to three sections, right? They've got it down to, you know, your corporate and then your breakers. And then the LCSs or the, you know, the kind of the collector's side, the sellers and dealers side. I mean, yeah, what? Really nice. What do you think is uh, what's what's going to be that fourth room? We maybe we don't even know yet. Digital, like maybe wow. digital, or like maybe they do a whole autograph section not mixed in. I'm not sure, but again, like I just love how they did it. Like it was very easy. Like this year, I felt like I had the most control of knowing where booths were and understanding mm -hmm. the layout. Like in the Breaker Pavilion, all the breakers are there. All the biggest baddest breakers that you see every day all there and they were also you, you, what was nice was in the breaker pavilion la last time you really didn't see people dealing cards and like now these guys had their like table set up so you could buy cards there but they were also doing breaks um shout out to some of our friends they had booths all over the place and stuff so it was really cool to just um see the layout i understood like we were helping people in the corporate area like being able to navigate that whole area and understand like, Oh, here's where these booths are, this booth. And then I went over to the collector side and I know you were over for there for a little, I want to hear your opinion, especially being your first one in Chicago. Like how overwhelming, like when I always, you know, these like goofy challenges where people are like, if you could use one word to describe this, <laughs> I really would say overwhelming above. I mean, you could say incredible or this, that, but I would say overwhelming, but in the most positive of ways, like, I think overwhelming can be both ways. I think it's overwhelming in the best way possible. How do you feel about that, Alex? Yeah, I agree. I, well, overwhelming is a good one. And then also I would say like pulse or heart racing. Like you really have to be just forced to be there in order to not have enjoyed the national, I won't lie, or just sitting in a chair because like, there's just so much to see and so much to take in. It's like you look left, people are breaking cards, and then all of a sudden you hear shouting, and someone just pulled like a one of one, like a about multiple thousand dollar a Jordan exquisite, and then they're giving away a Jordan, old Jordan Mercedes over here at whatnot, and then like there's always something going on at every hour. Like this is very well planned from the actual national committee down to you know everybody that has a deal like everybody that has a table all the corporations like they've they've got this thing really really well planned out and um i think that if you had a bad time you just you must have been sleeping because that was easily the best national i've been to and i've only been to the one last year in ac and then this one they're saying that uh somewhere around fifty thousand people had entered on saturday alone that's a lot of people that's a stadium full of people that's unbelievable. 50,000 people on Saturday. I heard that. That's just, it shows you, and it's very, you know, something else. I So shout out to Tony Licato. 
or I always butcher his last name. You can do it better, I'm sure. Lolicono. Lolicono. But uh, I, I talked to him for a little. And something we both talked about as much as we joke and this, that. You know what else I saw there that I way more than any other national by far? Kids. I saw a ton of young youth, like youth. And I'm not talking like, you know, the first night I saw a lot of kids with like $10 cards and this, that. And I don't care if it's mommy and daddy's money or it's their hard earned allowance and they were grinding on eBay. I saw kids dealing cards, buying big cards. I mean, we sold $250 plus cards to kids at our booth that we were helping out at. Like, I mean, there were transactions. It was impressive to see. Um, and it makes me feel good about the future of the hobby. Like as much as I like to be like, Oh, these dang nabbit kids stealing all my grails and stuff. Like, of course, in all honesty, it's good. We need new lifeblood. If we're the last group of people to stop collecting, well, then this hobby doesn't grow. And I saw tons of kids excited, boys, girls, and everyone in between. Like it was just, it was a wild like sight to see. And it just, you know, you hear all this doom and gloom for the past year and a half. Cards are dropping, prices are dropping, companies are uh, disappearing and not here anymore. I mean, go look at the national. Maybe that's biased and you're like, oh, well, this is just, go look at the national. Like, did it seem like we were in turmoil or the hobbies in a bad place at all to you? No, not at all. And if you just focus on the products and focus on growing the hobby, which means putting some time into talking to a kid collector or, you know, selling or dealing with a kid collector. I mean, that's the way you grow it, right? That's the way you grow it. Try not to focus on the gloom and doom. I mean, that's sometimes that's reality and that's what happens with this hobby is here to stay and companies will come and go, but the people will always be there. If you love this hobby, you'll, you'll be there right there with the cards. The shows will be there. I think we're uh, in good hands with, with fanatics in the way that they're, uh, putting putting their thumb on the hobby and, and helping guide it into much bigger uh, limelight. So we're, we're in good hands. I think the hobby is alive. And um, just the heartbeat of, of that national was, and I was only there two days, but uh, it was definitely something to be, to be reckoned with. Like if you're, if you're down on the hobby and you don't see the hobby the, this next year or two, um, on the up and up, then then I don't know, man. Stay in the basement, I guess, because it's it's only going up from here. I completely agree. And speaking of fanatics, real quick, our boy Michael Rubin, yeah, our boy, Mister Billionaire himself, walking around like we heard stories from people close, no names or anything, but he refused to have security. So people kind of you know made sure tail the. Would not have security, wanted to be a guy of the hobby, just go around shaking hands, kissing babies, oh, yeah. you know. Autographing foreheads. Yep, all right on the forehead, Michael Rubin, getting handshakes, never washing this hand again type stuff. But, I mean, how cool to see. Like, that's something, again, like, no shots at anyone, but I would have liked to see at some other people who were CEOs that, Maybe we've talked about in the past, like, you know, if you're going to initiate yourself in this hobby and be one of the leaders, either it be because uh, you, you have a bankroll and you believe in the industry. I don't, 
you need to be in the hobby. This is not like other businesses where you can get, just plug in a numbers guy or an analytics guy. I mean, heck, all talk to us about it, how they really have brought in a lot. They had a lot of collectors, but they've brought in more. They want to show people that they understand the hobby, and they have been doing that. And look at the turnaround. I mean, we talked about it earlier at their booth. Unbelievable. This is what the hobby is about. We need knowledgeable people inside the industry. And without that, yeah, there's a lot of people who know numbers and know how to, you know, do all the business stuff. But we've had those guys try to take the helm of certain companies and fail. And I like to see that Michael actually gives a fuck. Like, that's just me. Like, it, it, and maybe he doesn't as much as I think, but even to go around the national and just talk to people. And I'm sure he talked to dealers and the, the move, uh, move makers of the hobby and this, that, that shows that he at least understands what it takes and that he wants to kind of initiate himself inside the hobby. And that matters to me. Yeah. I think there's a saying, your network is your net worth. And that man knew that, you know, they had just acquired Tops, and they had just acquired uh, PWCC. That man knew that he had to go there. He's a very intelligent businessman and make yeah. a presence. And I remember last year's national, he was kind of in and out. They were just getting their feet wet. They, they, they got they took an over, taken over the licenses, but now you know they, they've got a bit more of a stamp on the hobby. And so he showed up. Shook hands. I think it's very smart for him to do. Probably met a lot of new contacts. Again, your your network is your net worth. And that that's so true. I mean, that guy is so connected. And when I say that is he knows so many people from the smallest collector to like big collectors to corporate people, all three levels, breakers. Um, it's very smart of him to do that. That's what I think the hobby wanted anyway. If the hobby was to ask like fanatics, who could you send out from? They, they would want Michael Rubin there. He, he's the owner. He, he's the big cat. And uh, I give him mad, mad props for, for doing that and, and shaking hands and just giving everybody a chance. It's not every day. Also, you meet a freaking billionaire. Let's, let's not even kid around. 100%. Like not many people shake the hands of a billionaire in their lifetime. And as much as I uh, even like, I'll say I give Gary V crap a lot of the times, um, not in a bad way. I just think some of his takes in the hobby and this and that, I don't always agree with, but even a guy like that, like mad props to Gary V no shade thrown. And I hope he would respect if he heard, like, I'm just giving my honest opinion. I think some of the times stuff he says is a little too generic and BS ish, but to, for a guy of that net worth and value, even if he's promoting his own brand to give people the time of the day. I mean, how many people did you see doing Gary V interviews, him talking to collectors, him, you know, digging up like people like mama breaks and stuff like that, who like quit her teaching job and, yeah. you know, became a break, like just cool stories, like giving people the time of day. Like when you're that type of level of successful, I think says so much about your character like again no ass kissing like i truly do because it's so easy i mean you have a pretty funny story from me and you at the hotel where someone pretty famous you know didn't wasn't rude but kind of just dismissed us you know you want to go into that a little bit yeah 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 he goes by the name of dennis rodman um we saw him what three times would you say at the hotel three different times yeah. once each day um, I think the first night I saw him was Friday night. 
I held the door open for him, said, have a good day. You know, obviously he probably didn't even know, you know, doesn't remember me for the next two days, um, which was cool, whatever. And then the next day, where did we, we saw him getting into a, uh, cab, into a cab again. And then the next morning, Sunday morning, or was it Sunday afternoon, getaway day. Afternoon, whatever. Uh, we're like, well, he's just kind of standing over there waiting for his ride. We were getting into my ride and then we're like, well, there's nobody around. Like, let's go see if we can get a photo with him. And I can just say hi, you know, I'm from Detroit. Um, I was working for the Pistons at the time when we retired your number. I was there that night helping with production. Yada, 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 yada. Uh, we got within about 20 feet and then, <laughs> and then he shouted, I'm doing pictures today, guys. I'm not doing pictures. Okay, Dennis, no problem. So yeah, it's a funny day. story, and obviously we don't expect anything. But again, yeah. it's when people who know that you have a fan base and people who care about you give you the time of day, and especially like, no disrespect to Dennis Rodman, legend, love him. He's nowhere near Ruben or Gary V's level, and look how those guys handled themselves. Um, I think people like that just get it. Now I know Dennis has been through a lot. Again, no shade to him. Awesome guy, Bulls love legend, Pistons legend. We weren't mad at all. We just thought it was a funny story we'd share with you. Um, but I think that speaks a lot to both those guys. So shout out to Ruben. Shout out to Gary V. Um, and shout out to the National again. Ray Schulte, we really would love to have you on. That show was unbelievable. And uh, You said you talked to him, right? Yeah, I did talk to Ray, actually. So the first night you weren't there, um, shout out to Wax Stars, who we helped a little bit. Uh, Dave Marino's brand. Uh, they were holding a party the first night at Park Tavern. Beautiful party. Um, collaborated with eBay, I believe. Yep. And um, we went there, and Tony, again, a good friend, introduced us to Ray. And me and Ray had a talk. And just to hear that guy speak and pick his mind a little bit yeah. and his thought process on how he wants the national to run. And the things he's trying to do, this guy gets it. It's not competition for him. He made that very clear multiple times speaking to me that he doesn't look at other shows as competition, kind of how you were talking about podcasts. He gets there's so much money and so many people, and this is such a growing industry. And if it continues to grow we all the way we all hope, this is a guy who just gets it. And I had never met Ray or talked to him before, so it was highly impressive to just see him and talk to him and understand his vision for the future. So, yeah, that was really exciting. Again, shout out to Ray. But, yeah, we, we got to get him on. I would love to because it was a really good time to pick this guy's brain and understand his feelings about the hobby. And this is someone who's been doing it for 20-plus years. I mean, as OG as OG comes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we'll have to uh... – if you go to that Toronto show, I'm sure he'll be out there. He was at the last one, and I got to uh, shoot the bull with him just a little bit, learned a lot about him in a very short amount of time that we spoke. Um, but, yeah, we'll give him a little bit of time to recover from the national, and then we'll be some booked here for the show and uh, maybe take some questions from, from people. Um, awesome. So moving on, though, uh, let's see. Pickups. Ooh, you uh, go first or me? I'll let you go first since I think yours is more short and sweet. Yep, mine is. So honestly, real quick, just to cap the national of what I, I pretty much helped the buddy. And then my goal actually was 
to downsize a lot of my collection to start upgrading into bigger pieces that I like. I had a lot of, you know, let's say dollar to $500 cards, more high end than dollar, but let's just say anywhere in that range. So I had dropped off to a consigner. That's gone great. Very happy about all that. What uh, what what cards did you like? What were a couple of them? Like Lou Bob's or what? What cards? Lou Bob's, uh, Tops Chrome Autos, um, Bulls rookie stuff that I just you know didn't feel like collecting. I'm more narrowing my collection down to really high end Lou Bob stuff that I enjoy, and Derek Rose. That is my main collection right now. I'm thinking about one or two other players to start on, but I really want to start focusing on people that I really enjoy instead of like. I used to do this thing where like I would just collect like any new Bears rookie, any new Bulls rookie, any new white like and I just don't think I want to do that right now so I really downsize so I can move into, you know, some bigger pieces. But um this person actually shout out to them, they know who they are if they're listening, asked me to keep this private. But I mean, you saw the fucking smile on my face. I couldn't hide it at all. Uh I was walked up to by a gentleman and he knows how big of a fan I am of Luis Robert. And he goes, hey, you're a fan of Luis Robert, right? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah, funny, real funny. Yeah, you caught me. Like, yep, I am. And she'd be like, no, it's actually Tom Brady. Um, the most yeah, expensive. it's actually Tom Brady and uh, Mike Trout and uh, <laughs> Michael <Nani>. Jordan. <laughs> kidding. But he pulls this out of his backpack. And hands me none other than this. For anyone who can't see, this is a Luis Robert Tops Transcendent one of one on card auto. I mean, an insanely, unfathomably generous gift. I mean, I look at this card every day. I stare at it for 10 minutes at a time. Like, I can't take my eyes off it. I couldn't, uh, like, the amount of shock I was in when he handed it to me, I couldn't believe. Um, yeah. It's not about the money of what the cards were through that. It's just such a thoughtful, thoughtful, thoughtful gift. Um, and obviously for tops, people transcend it is a product. They only make about 50 cases of every year. And each case is a master set. So there's only like 50 to 75 boxes. And um to be able to acquire one of these type of cards again, transcend it. It's, it's their, it's their eminence. It's their nicest product. There is no nicer product than transcendent. So what did uh, blue Bob do on that card? Did he actually write a signature or is that a flower he drew? Okay, dude, chill out. That's all the Lou Bob slander we're taking for this. Okay. <laughs> you met your goddamn quota. You better watch <laughs> out. But, um, yeah, man, almost like cried when I got it. Like I was so excited. Like it was like such a thoughtful gift and such a cool, like, it was so funny. The person was like, Hey, uh, how about, and I just jumped ahead of him because I I was worrying what he was going to say. I was like, don't worry. I'll never sell it. He's like, I wasn't going to say that idiot. And I just laughed, but yeah, I was like, don't worry. I'll never sell it. Like ever. (laughs) But that's not what he was going to say. But nonetheless, it was just funny. Um, again, if you're watching, shout out to you. You know who you are. 
probably my highlight of my whole national. Um, other than seeing you, buddy, of course, I hadn't seen you in a whole year. We talked about that, which was kind of crazy getting to see you. And, uh, this card though, were two of my biggest highlights and, uh, yeah, man, sick pickup. Couldn't be happier. And, uh, shout out to that person. Love you to death, buddy. Is this a romance or a bromance or just a friendship? Should I go? Uh, I mean, do we talk about what happened on Sunday morning? <laughs> no, but we can talk about. That's uncut sheets after dark coming to a city near you. <laughs> what about your pickups? Podcast platform. Uh, yep. So Let's see some years. I've got five to share. So I was able to get away for a little bit and check out some, some showcases and some dollar boxes. First, I got this Mike Wallace. Uh, nameplate. Um, it's the so, W from the back of his jersey. It and he autographed uh, that too, right? It is signed. Yep, it's signed. Yeah, and that's so cool is because it, it's like off the back of the jersey, the whole letter. Yeah. Sick yep. as hell. One of seven. Got that for, I think, $30. So Nice heck, deal. Heck deal. Love me some RPAs, and I always look for them. Um, Colby Fleener, RPA. He used to be uh, Andrew Luck's guy. Uh, at Stanford and for the Colts. So really like this card a lot. 63.99, straight up true RPA of Colby Fleener. Another one, Ruben Randall, 46 of this one. So out of 49, um, which is, I believe, the gold. Yeah, gold foil. Um, another RPA. I'm just RPA collector, you know. Oh, this is wow. what you love. This is the stuff <laughs> people like. This is the hobby, guys. For people who wonder, like, it's not always buying the – hundred thousand dollar cards or the 500 sometimes it's going and finding some rpas that you love of a product you like for 15 to 20 bucks and you're gonna cherish that shit right alex a hundred percent dude i've got I, i've got a place for them and then here's a leonard hankerson rpa three, three. color so sick three you don't color. find them like this anymore where this is signed in gold on card oh that's signed i didn't even yeah. notice yep and it's oh, an exquisite so sick. And that's exquisite. This is exquisite, old old school, exquisite collegiate. So cool, mm -hmm. man. Twenty eleven, and then last card. I don't know. I just picked it up. It's uh Steve Sharippa from the Sopranos. How you doing, Tony get Soprano? The, get the gabagool. Get the gabagool. Well, we get all know what happened. We all know what happened to him at uh, the end of Sopranos, where he was playing with that train set in that store, and then they they came in and they they bumped him off. Gave him a whack job, gave him a toupee check. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, oh, they whacked him all right. That was the last train set he ever played with. But, but. yeah, man, that's just I, I love these pickups. That's what I love about nice. the hobby. Um, super fun. I wish me and you could have traversed more of the floor, but you know, sometimes you gotta grind and work on your business stuff and help people out. So no big deal there. But Toronto, yeah. we will. Toronto, we definitely will. Hundred percent. So, any other topics? Let's see. Uh, we can talk about some shout outs to some friends we saw out there. Hundred percent. Shout out to uh, to Ch Chad Shipper. He came, saw us. Chad Shipper. Shout out to you, Chad, Amanda, Yitz, Marino, Stiff, Christina, Hoge. Dude, I gotta tell you something. Did you know that Yitz Yitzcock he won a drop on uh whatnot 
He won one of those drops. For what? He didn't win the Jordan vehicle, the Mercedes. He won the national package, which was like a box of 2,000 football sealed contenders, which has the Brady champ ticket potentially. In How much is a box of that? Like probably like five grand plus? Oh, dude, yeah, like 10 to 15, I think. Shout out to you! But then there was a bunch of other stuff, too. I mean, he had to have won around 50K worth of stuff, which was pretty cool. So Dude, shout out whatnot. Hey, yes. Bro. That's that chosen people. Shout out to you. <laughs> Get out of here. Yes, sir. Shout out okay, to my yeah. Jewish people. Um, juiced. Juiced boxes. Jews are juiced. <laughs> I can say that. I am a fellow member of the tribe. Don't cancel <laughs> no, nobody did cancel. This this hobby's owned by Michael Rubin, right? So, so, but yeah, honestly, I Amanda, Stiff, Christina, Hoge, Marino, Marino's wife. Um, honestly, there's so many people I'm gonna forget, and I don't want anyone to and feel cash. Like on cash. Amit, Amit took you out to uh, a wonderful lunch. I hear Tim, Corey. Uh, bro, there's so many people, but like, honestly, that's something I just want to go over real quick. I know it's been like so lovey dovey this episode, but like, sure. that's the thing I love about the hobby too, is like, listen, there's so much cool cards and grails and wax ripping and having fun. But like, also we all live from different areas, different walks of life, all scattered across the country. And this one show brings us all together where we can hang out for five days in pure bliss of what we love. And to me, that's more important than any money made, any card bought, any free shit I got. Really, the connections and friendships, as corny as that sounds, it really does mean a lot to me. And we don't get to see each other that often. Even you, Alex, my business partner, like, I only saw you last year before this whole year that went by often. So I, for me, again, just me personally, not saying that you don't, these are the moments I cherish the most about the national. And I think it's real easy to say that's corny if it's only your first year, but once you start going and you kind of get the gist and you know what it's all about, that's more important than any of the, again, the cards or any of that other bull crap is just getting to hang out with people that I care about and don't get to see that often. Cause if not, we're on clubhouse, we're all texting each other. We're all DMing, Instagramming all day about the hobby. So to get to actually nerd out with each other in person, you know, it's just so much fun. Yeah. Cards are the ultimate conduit to friendships and new friendships made. It's pretty cool. Like, that's one of the reasons why I am in the hobby is because the community behind the hobby, uh, 90% of the people like are just amazing. 10%, uh, they can go kick rocks and sniff dirty butts or something. Um, <laughs> but that's one of the reasons why I'm in this. You know, obviously I love to collect cards, but a nice asset to it is the community. And like two years ago, three years ago, uh, when I was having when I split up with my ex dude cards were right there for me I'm like I got all this time and what do I do with it I need to rediscover my hobbies and my passions I never should have lost in the first place but man the cards and the community right there and I just am forever indebted to the hobby so that's why we're in it in it to win it um so Jordan uh I want 
to know what your thoughts are. We're almost uh, done here. We're wrapping up. This is going to be the last one. Cleveland next year. Mm. National. What I, do you think? So, again, I'm biased because of Chicago. Love it being a – I think it's going to be amazing. I've heard great things about the Cleveland National. I heard the area it's in is kind of like Chicago. Like it it, it's, it's located in a great area. Great um, yeah, it's not far away. Um, I'm very excited. I'm optimistic. <laughs> Anything's got to be better than that hell whole Atlantic City. So I'm just going to be the one to say it. Right. Anything's got to be better than that fucking hell on earth. So I mean... If it's not Atlantic City, I'm happy. But, yeah, I'm excited for Cleveland. I can't wait to see what they do. I mean, they said it's only going to be bigger than this year. I don't know how the hell they step it up and make it even crazier. But, again, I believe in Ray and the team over there. So, I can't wait. And, uh, yeah, I'm just beyond excited. Your thoughts? Yeah, if it's going to be bigger, that means people will be bringing more of these RPAs that I can pick up. So I'll, I'll be looking forward to it. I've been to Cleveland before and I've visited like there's, there's other things that you can do to take a break. I know a lot of people this year, they took Friday, Saturday off because it's just, it can be so overwhelming and it can be so many miles you put on your body. Right. There's the, the rock and roll hall of fame. Um, yeah. yeah. And it is absolutely marvelous. So you're still, you know, there's still memorabilia and all that stuff, but it's, it's with music obviously. And, um, very cool place to visit. There's a bunch of other neat places to visit, but that was one of the ones that I've been to and way worth it. You can spend hours upon hours at that rock and roll hall of fame. They got stuff from Jimi Hendrix to Michael Jackson, to the Beatles, to Eminem, to all different kinds of genres. It's all things music, which is cool. Um, but having it be in Cleveland for me, three hour drive, pretty freaking amazing. If I really wanted to, I could just go home every day. If I really wanted to be, savage i'm not going to though um <laughs> but overall yeah cleveland is a very up-and-coming city still uh i think it'll be a, a great success as borat would say and um we're just really looking forward yeah, to it yeah. the greatest college football team ever created the ohio state university that, that's going to be south of there in columbus ohio which if i had to take a route through Columbus to get to Cleveland, I would just go around and then <laughs> just to make sure we don't get close to that horseshoe. I don't even know why they call it the horseshoe. Because we've. Yep. Gotcha. Got him. Got him. <laughs> Count it. And the foul. <laughs> but by the way, once again, just went before we cap off too, I want to shout out alt.xyz. They are an amazing freaking sponsor. Their booth was amazing. They've been nothing but good to us. Um, we have some absolutely amazing guests planned down the pipeline through them yeah. that we are not leaking, but you guys definitely should be in tune. Some interviews with some people you don't really see with some of the world's craziest collections and stuff like that. So we're honored to be working with them. We love you, and we hope to be able to work with you for much, much longer in the future. So, again, shout out to alt.xyz. Go check them out. Hit them up for loans, consign, their liquid auctions, all that jazz. Ditto that, and we'll give you some news on what they're up to post-national as well. I'm sure we'll have Eric, who's currently on vacation, um, back in the studio. 
aka just talking with us on StreamYard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. That is our episode for today. We uh, appreciate everyone. The national was absolutely amazing. Um, and we will be back next week with a banger episode with a special guest. So don't forget to tune in. Thanks, guys. Go. Peace.